further, we basically get to things that are along the following lines. You're saying the boss's baby is ugly. Um, now, it's not that they think it through in this level of detail. It's just instinctive. Like, you don't want to call the boss's baby ugly, so you um, just hold back, make do. You got kids in college, right? But think of the loss, right? Think of the waste. You can probably think of times when you've held back a thought for similar reasons. It just didn't feel safe to disagree with the boss. But did you test that assumption? Amy has discovered that many people misjudge the psychological safety in their current teams based on their past experiences. People are bringing this programming with them from their childhoods, from their other jobs, you know, from maybe their first job. But they bring this programming and then they come into a new setting and it might be a very psychologically safe environment, but they're still holding back because of that programming. What this then implies is that we've got to do better than just not be abusive. We've got to help people be incredibly encouraging and inviting of ideas, of observations, of questions. You've got to override the taken-for-granted norms. It seems to me that when psychological safety is lacking, instead of speaking up internally, people end up just blowing the whistle externally. Well, you know, that's um, exactly right. After leaving Boeing, Ed Pearson blew the whistle. He testified to Congress about the distressing conditions, the culture of fear there, and how he had tried to speak truth to power while he was still working at the company. As part of his written testimony, Ed explained that during his time at Boeing, before the crashes, he wrote an email to the general manager of the 737 factory. Frankly, right now, all my internal warning bells are going off. And for the first time in my life, I'm sorry to say that I'm hesitant about putting my family on a Boeing airplane. After the manager refused to shut down the factory to investigate and fix the production problems, Ed set up a meeting to make his case in person. And I failed. I couldn't convince him to do it. Um, and I'm mad at myself because I felt like I, I, I needed to be, I should have been somehow more persuasive or, or done something more. Ed says that after becoming increasingly frustrated and disillusioned, he felt he had to leave Boeing. So he retired. And then the two 737 MAX airplanes crashed. A congressional investigation attributed the crashes to technical design flaws, faulty assumptions about pilot responses, production pressures, and management failures, both by Boeing and the Federal Aviation Administration. In response to the investigation, Boeing said it has taken steps to, quote, bolster safety across our company and give engineers a stronger voice and a more direct line to share concerns with top management. For Ed, it was those production pressures and management failures that really stood out. There's one conversation with a colleague that continues to haunt him. She said, Ed, I'm sick to my stomach. Every day I come to this meeting and I'm sick to my stomach. And I... I didn't have anything to say other than, you know, I'm sick too. When you factor in that fear, and, and all of a sudden now what happens is people stop talking. And you can't have that, right? You, you can't have that. People are unwilling to speak up. As a leader, how do you create psychological safety for people to speak up? Even people who are hesitant to speak up in the first place. More on that after the break. OK, 